everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela. Today is a Q&A episode, and I really wanted to record this for you, okay? I was going to sit down. I was going to do a video recording. I've told you guys for the past two weeks that I was going to do that. I haven't forgot about it, but last week I ended up going to North Carolina, literally last minute, same day, my friend called me and was like, hey, come to North Carolina. So I was like, bet, I'll be there. So that didn't end up happening. We made a podcast happen out of it though still. Okay, we're not, we're not letting up. But today I was going to try to record it, but I'm telling you what, I'm just learning. I need to like actually learn on a different day how to go about doing that because I feel like it's just it seems really complex, even if it isn't really complex to get the video going at the same time. And this was the first time I pulled my camera out and God knows how long and it was dead and it's taking forever to charge and I could do other things and wait for it to charge. But I feel like my mojo and my excitement for the podcast and recording is going to not be as hype as it is right now. If I like do my other stuff I need to do, like I have my personal training course I have to do today. So I just felt like I wanted to get this done first while my energy is full. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to table that for next week, hopefully. And I promise I will come back and I do want to start recording the podcast with video and stuff. So just a little update on that, but I hope you guys are all having a great start to your week. It has been a slow week for me getting back into my routine a little bit. I've still been very on top of things, but every time you travel, I, I know for me personally, it's just hard to get back into your routine the same way. So if you haven't been to the gym this week, that's okay. I'm right there with you. I have not been to the gym at all this week getting back into it. And I'm not being hard on myself also just because I was exhausted. Like I felt so tired where it was hard for me even just to get up and work in my routine, just because my body's exhausted. I just feel tired, you know? So we were kind to ourselves. We allowed ourselves to have a break. I did do one workout yesterday, but we're going to be back on our routine next week for sure in all aspects. And we're not letting up. Okay. So if there's certain things that you've been wanting to do that you just haven't been doing, whether that is getting up earlier, like I always talk about, that's one that I always am trying to do next week. Like I've been kind of getting up at 9am this week or not even 9am, but I've been starting my work day at nine when I should be starting it at eight. So I just need to be working on getting good sleep so I can get up early. But again, I was playing catch up all this week with my sleep and stuff. So you know how that goes. It's not a fun thing to do, but after traveling, unfortunately, I just wish that I was one of those people who could go on trips, get back and be in the zone immediately. But I don't know if anyone really is that way or what. It's definitely something I'm working on though. And a work in progress. Like even today I had the worst sleep last night, guys, not to like talk about this forever. We're going to do a Q and a episode today. So answering all of your questions, but I took freaking like performance surge and energy surge yesterday with my, um, stim free, meaning there's no caffeine in my pre-workout that I take. There was a hundred milligrams of caffeine and I took it around like five o'clock. I had the best workout. I felt amazing, but it kept me up and wired up and wired so much. And I had the worst sleep ever. I could not relax. I could not fall asleep. So I finally passed out around like one in the morning. So I slept till like eight something to get like seven hours of sleep. But I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm kind of sleepy right now, even though I got seven hours, I just feel like my rest was kind of crap. So, you know, we're doing our best, but hey, we're sticking to our goals and we're getting this stuff done. And tonight we have a concert with Shelby. So I'm excited for that. There's some like alternative, like, I don't even know what the genre would be of them, but they're like an indie band, I guess, but they're cool. I really, really like them. So I'm very excited to do that tonight. But me knowing I have that to do later, this is just one of those things where I'm like, I want to get this done so that I know, because this is the thing I want to get done most to make sure that I feel like in the zone for the weekend. So we're getting this done. Then we're going to do my personal training course. And then 
do some other things, but then I have to get ready and figure out what the heck I'm going to wear. So I'm very excited. I'm excited to spend some time with Shelby and go to a concert because I haven't been to a concert in so long, especially not getting to go to ACL. I'm just like ready to go. And if anyone is a Chelsea Cutler fan, I'm obsessed with Chelsea Cutler and she just came out with a new album recently and she announced tour dates. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to go. It'll be in March in Austin. Oh my gosh. There is nobody I love. Uh, there's, there's only like one other person I love more than Chelsea Cutler and that's Halsey. And I've seen Halsey about four times in concert and I will continue to see her every single time that she tours. But Chelsea Cutler, I've seen twice already over the past two years. And like, she's one of those people I will see every single time that they tour. Anyways, enough about me. Let's get into questions that you guys asked me that you want me to answer about a ton of different stuff. We're gonna be getting into gym stuff today. We're gonna be getting into relationship stuff. We're gonna be getting into dating. Um, how to get started on TikTok, like a bunch of random stuff that you guys asked me. So let's get into it. We have quite a few questions to be honest with you. So I got a couple questions on gym and how to get started in your fitness journey. A lot of things like that overall. So I lumped these first couple questions together just so we could talk about gym all at once, just in case if I forget something from the one question, we can pick it up in the next. So first one being, can we talk about gym going machinery usage, sets, reps, etc. So Absolutely. Going to the gym is a whole freaking thing, especially if it's not something that you're used to. You learn so much from going. The more that you go, the more you feel comfortable. Even today in my fitness journey, I'm not super, super, super comfortable at the gym. Like I am comfortable. I know my way around the gym and I know a lot, but I just feel like whenever you start a new gym, it's okay and normal if you don't feel super comfortable in there at first, because the more you go, the easier that it seems because you're getting comfortable in that new environment, if that makes sense. So gym going, um, where do I even begin? So machinery and stuff, there's so many different machines. So I'll talk a little bit just about like type of machines that I use during my workouts and like how many sets and reps and stuff I normally have with mine. So Machinery. Normally what I'll use, especially like in the beginning of my workouts for leg days, I will use barbells for squats or barbells for hip thrust. So that is just the bar. That is just your basic bar. You know what I'm talking about? It's so hard for me to explain this without like pictures and stuff. Cause I'm not sure what your knowledge is on gym going, you know, especially if you're asking me, I don't know if you're even going to know what that is, but basically the way that the gym is set up right when you first walk in, there'll be an area that has the treadmills, obviously, which is where you do your cardio. There will be a large area for all of the machines. And so machines being where you can just do like your calf raises, where you can do leg extensions, where you can do certain leg presses, where you can do hamstring curls. A lot of those exercises I do at the end of my workouts. So those are all like, I'll normally do about five to six exercises in each workout. And normally the first two to three workouts that I do are on the heavier side of lifting things. So like with the barbell, which is not the machines that I'm talking about, the barbell is just a bar that you can put free weights on to squat with. So those machines where it looks kind of like a box, that's black where there's a bar, you can adjust like how high the bar goes up. Sometimes if you're trying to squat, you're going to have it right by your neck. If you want a hip thrust, you would just have that bar on the ground, put weights on it, put a bench behind you, position your back on the bench and then hip thrust up. If you're following me, if not, 
I'm sorry, I know it's kind of confusing, but if there's any exercises in particular that you want to hear more about, definitely Google it. Google is the best place for you to learn like what a hip thrust is, what a squat is, how to leg press, how to hack squat, all those things. So the way that my workouts work normally, like I said, for my leg days, I'll normally start with hip thrusts or cast glute bridges, which are barbell exercises. And then um, depending on what type of leg day it is, because I'll, I'll normally, so let me just kind of start from the beginning. I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over the place with this, but the way my exercises work is I will normally work out five times a week in the gym, four times a week, hundred percent. Most of the time, like I will make sure I'm in there four times a week. If I work out five times a week, normally I'll just do the last workout at home if I don't make it into the gym. But my leg days, I always do in the gym and I normally do them on Mondays and Wednesdays, but one of those will be glutes and quads focused, which are your like thighs and your booty. And my other leg day will be hamstrings and glutes focused. So that is the back of your thighs, the back side of your thighs and your booty as well. So I'm huge on the booty, to be honest with you. I do a lot of booty workouts. I'm always trying to do like glute bias workouts, which means booty based workouts. So my first two exercises, let me just read my current workout plan to you. So I wrote this all up recently. So this is what I've been doing. I just made it myself just based on current work or workouts that I did in the past, like following certain people's plans. I just took exercises that I personally like doing and made them into my own workout just because the plans that I was following, I wasn't totally like, this is what I want to be doing. I was more so like, okay, I like this. And I like this from like the way that this person works out, but I don't want to do their whole workout anymore. I want to like make my own. So that's another reason why I'm going like to get my personal training certificate right now, just because I am so interested and passionate about one working out, creating workout plans, that type of thing where I wanted to know how to make my own, not only just for me, but for you guys too, so that I could sell them and just like create my workout plans. So you guys can just work out alongside me every single month and do the same workout plans with me. And if anyone wants to work one-on-one, -on -one, that is an option that you'll have. But so day one is glutes and quads. So normally I'll do a warm up. And then I'll do mobility. So your warm up is just moving your body around just to get your like muscles warmed up. And then mobility is just stretching your hip joints, stretching the joints that you're going to be using to maximize um, overall mobility of, of your muscles during your workout and everything. And then the workout that I've been doing on quad and glute day. It really has been up in the air, but like you can do squats and hip thrust or what I've been doing personally is B stance, hip thrust. Then I go into hip thrust. So those are on the barbell side of the gym. So the areas where people are lifting heavy, not with the machines, if that makes sense. Normally these are on the outsides of the gym, kind of they'll, they'll be in their own area. It's just, I'm sure you know what this is. I don't even know why I'm explaining this this way, but then I'll get into hack squats, which is a machine, another personal machine. Just look that up. And then split squats. Um, that is when you use a bench and you put your foot on it and you use weights and you hold on to, I normally use like 25 pounds on each side and then I'll do Bulgarian split squats. And then I do cable kickbacks. And then a finisher is leg press as many reps as possible. Leg press or leg extension. I don't know what I meant to put there. I've just been kind of doing whatever I want. So that's just one example of a day. Um, so, and then I'll do a cool down at the end, just stretching again. And then I will do back and buys the next day. So I'll do like lat pull downs, seated rows, single arm bent over row, seated face pull, rear delt fly, hammer curls, and then I'll do a cool down. And then glutes and hamstrings, I will do cast glute bridges four times eight. Normally all the reps and sets that I will do is, so sets is the amount 
that you're doing each exercise. Like how many times are you doing each exercise is this is the sets. Yes. I think I, I always get sets and reps confused. Okay. I'm not perfect. I just never have like looked into it super hardcore, but I believe that's how it is. You're sets is how many times you're doing it. So for me, normally I'll always do four sets of each exercise and then I'll do eight, um, reps of each exercise. So I'll do four times eight, that being eight, because you can lift heavier in those workouts as opposed to maybe having more reps, but you're lifting lighter. I'm doing lower amounts of reps so I can lift heavier. You know, if that makes sense. So that's what I do. So again, for glutes and hamstrings, I'll do cast glute bridges. I'll do good mornings, deadlift or elevated dumbbell RDLs. Um, so that's doing RDLs just with dumbbells. Again, all of these, you should look up videos on, you know, cause like this is going to sound kind of like a different language. If you don't maybe know what I'm talking about glute bias, step up. So you're going to have like a bench and then you're stepping up, um, on it really targets the booty hamstring curls, wide leg press. So doing leg press, there's so many different variations that you can do certain exercises that target different muscle groups. So with leg press, I will put my feet on like the corners of the leg press. It almost looks like you're giving birth. It just really targets the booty. And then, yeah, basically. And then I'll do chest and tries for my fourth day. And then I'll do a shoulder day. And yeah, that's kind of, that's the T there. That is the T. Um, so that's kind of how I work out and structure my workouts and everything's definitely weightlifting is what I do most. And again, I'll do about five to six exercises doing four sets and about eight reps of each exercise, always incorporating a warm up, a cool down, and also mobility stretch before I do my workout. That definitely helps open up my hips and like get my legs going, especially for leg days. Doing mobility is the best way for you to make sure you're not hurting yourself or you can prevent an injury from happening. So definitely recommend. You don't have to do the same types of workouts as me though. Find a workout that you enjoy, find a way of moving your body that feels best for you. And if you don't wanna do four sets, you know what I mean? In the same amount of reps, you can do three sets of each exercise. You can do more reps, meaning you're doing like three sets of 10. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't take everything I'm doing as Bible, just find what works for you and incorporate that into your routine. You can always try what I'm doing, see if you like it, but if you don't, don't be afraid to change things around, okay? Getting into a good gym routine is the next one. So getting into a good gym routine is vital. And a lot of times I get asked, like I get asked this all the time, like what motivates you to go to the gym like after a work day? It's definitely not motivation. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's discipline. So that's the difference. So your motivation is definitely important. And it's it's important to know what you're able to tap your motivation into. But your motivation isn't always going to be there. In those moments, it comes down to your discipline. Like, are you going to make it? And why are you going to make it to the gym? So that comes down to being connected to your why. Why do you work out? Why do you want to work out? Why is it important to you? Your why should come down to a reason that you can rely on each and every day that makes you motivated to work out. So for me, it's great for my mental health. It always makes me feel better. It's literally scientifically proven that working out releases endorphins, which is like anti-pain receptors. So like it eliminates pain in your body. It just overall helps your mood. It helps your energy levels. It helps the way your brain works, overall mood, just all of it. I could not recommend working out more, especially for your mental health, but that is what I do it for, just for overall well-being. And I just know that it makes me feel better and it always puts me one step closer into being the person that I wanna be, you know? As opposed to 
not moving your body. It's just not good to not move your body. Moving your body in some way each and every day is just so important. It really is. And once you start doing it, it really does become addicting, not in an unhealthy way. It can become addicting in an unhealthy way. But what I mean is like the way that I move my body each and every day is by walking. I walk my dog twice a day for a mile each. That is huge to me. I love my walks more than anything. It's just so chill. It's, it just helps me like even in the littlest of ways, basically I'm explaining that you can move your body. It doesn't have to be going to the gym, but that's what I'll, what I will do. I always try to get in like 10,000 steps, not super strictly, but if it happens, it does. If it doesn't, no big deal. But normally I can do that just by working out and walking twice a day. So, and then working out for me as well has, is huge. I love working out and you just see the results in your body overall. Like the more you stay consistent with it, it's just, once you become interested in like a healthy lifestyle, it really is just so addicting because you just see the results and like the ways that your body is positively changing, the way your mind is positively changing, the way your life is changing for the better. It's just so amazing. It really is. So getting into a gym routine, definitely finding a way to move your body that works for you, getting kind of connected to your why and everything. But a good gym routine is finding a time of day that you feel most inclined to go to the gym. For me, I know I'll always get to the gym for sure by the evening, but I really want to get to the gym in the mornings because I know that it improves my mood for the day. I love having my nights free. And I also just love being able to go to the gym in the mornings when it's not as packed. And it's just, there's something really motivating and awesome about getting to the gym before the sun is up and just having your workout done while people are sleeping. There's something about it. I don't know how to explain that, but it really feels so good to know that like, okay, I got that done. If I got that done already, like today, like it's going to be a great day. It just gets you on a roll to know if you already did one hard thing that normally like happens at the end of your day, or you don't know if it's going to happen. It sets up your work day for sure. Guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm absolutely obsessed with meditating. And I know there's so many different ways of going about meditating these days. There's different apps. There's so many different things. And it can seem super freaking overwhelming, honestly. And for me, I'm going to tell you, I've tried tons of different apps. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried ones on YouTube. It can be really hard to sit still. So if you're not somebody who likes just seated meditations or whatever it may be, or maybe you're just new to meditating, I have the perfect freaking thing for you. And I'm so excited to have a little offer to give you guys. I am obsessed with Superhuman. That is the app that I choose to use for my meditating these days because I find that it's the best. It gives me the most versatile situation. So I'm able to use it not only sitting down, but if I don't have time to sit down, I can also do walking meditations. I can do running errands meditations, up the wall meditations. You can have your legs just up stretching. There's stretching meditations. There's a lot of pep talks on there for every certain situation. I'm all into all those things. There's also a cleaning meditation as well. Travel meditations. I'm obsessed. They even have ones to listen to before you go on a first date or after like a family dinner, if it went bad, like they have everything you could possibly need. So I'm so excited to give you guys this offer. So I reached out to superhuman cause I really wanted to work with them and they are letting me offer you guys a hundred percent off a one month trial also plus the two week free trial period. So by trying and signing up with my code, you get a six weeks free membership through them. So you're able, it gives you plenty of time to try it. If it's not something that you like, you can just cancel it. Simple as that. But I love how much time they're giving you guys to kind of try it out because I know for a fact that you're probably going to fall in love with it. And if you stick with it and stay consistent, I promise you like even just a couple days a week and notice what 
it will do to your mental health. You will have a much more calm brain. You're going to feel way more connected to yourself. And it allows you to set intentions throughout your day that genuinely have changed my life, especially going to work at a job that isn't necessarily what I want to be doing with my life these days. It helps me to have a good mindset to go into whatever day, no matter what I'm doing. It helps me to stay focused, present, and just living in the moment, which I love. But so, like I said, it gives you six weeks to figure out if it is something that you want to stick with or not, and you will not get charged until after the six weeks is up. So let's say you started it and you want to cancel it literally the next day. You can cancel it the next day and you still will have six weeks to use it. And if it is something you decide that you want to do again, you could always, you know what I mean, go back to it. But this way you have plenty of time to figure out if it's something that you want to do or not. The sign up with my code only works if you go through the website though. So I will have that linked below. You can't go through the app store or Google play or anything like that. In order to get this deal, you need to go to www.superhuman.app slash register, sign up with my code Michaela. That is M I C H A E L A. And I will have all that listed below, but please give it a try. I swear to God, you guys will love it so much. And I can tell you it has hundred percent changed my life for the better. And it's something that I incorporate in my every single day life where meditating always was something that was super hard for me to find time to do. Go and try superhuman and become literally a superhuman. I swear to God, I am a superhuman now because of this app. So whether that be the morning or at night, whenever you prefer to get to the gym, just create a time that works best for you and your lifestyle. And that is how you create your gym routine because you'll know I go to the gym at this time frame. That's when I'm aiming to go or that's when I want to go. And then what do I have to do to set myself up for success to get that done? So if you're wanting to get to the gym in the morning, make sure you're getting like at least like enough sleep at night, eight hours, preferably. So like getting to bed early so that you feel good waking up and you're excited to get to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not excited at first. Don't like expect yourself to wake up and be like, yes, I can't wait to go. Like it's early mornings guys. Okay. It's not fun. And waking up early is is not a vibe. It really isn't, especially whenever you like want to sleep in and your bed feels super comfortable right when you go to get out of it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've never regretted a morning workout ever. And that being said, I should have a lot more morning, morning workouts under my belt saying that, but I'm going to tell you, it's hard to get to the gym and do it because you're like, Oh, sleep. And it all comes down to making sure you're getting enough sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not going to want to get up. And it's just going to continue like setting yourself up to fail almost. And you just want to make sure that to create a routine, you're setting yourself up in the best way possible to make that a reality. So setting your workout outfit out the night before, even if you're working out after work or even like packing a bag, if you work somewhere and packing it so that you can just go to the gym right after work, whatever's going to set you up for success, make sure that you have a snack to eat before the gym. If you take pre-workout, making sure that you have like your pre-workout packed. You know what I'm saying? Just the little things like that. That is what's going to set you up and get you in a good gym routine. And then make sure that you're always like eating your like meals and feeling your body because especially whenever you're working out and you're wanting to get in a good routine with it, you need to be feeling your body for sure in order to see the results that you want to see. Because if we're not eating enough, you're not going to be able to see the results is good, you know, so that can be a little bit defeating sometimes. And it's important to feel your body because you deplete your body so much whenever you're working out you know? So afterwards, just always making sure you're eating your breakfast, your lunch, your dinners, snacks, whatever that may be. And just kind of getting in touch with nutrition a little bit too. That's the best way to maximize overall health and wellness and the results you're going to be seeing from the gym, muscle growth, that type of thing. How to navigate being a newbie at the gym. It's not super fun. I'm going to be honest. It's not super fun. What I would recommend for you either go with somebody at first to get comfortable in the gym, whether you have a friend that also is like on a similar journey with you and like is interested in fitness and wants to get started. That is super helpful. And I will tell you that is what Shelby and I did 
my best friend in Texas here. We both, like, I was already going to the gym, but I told her that I was going to be going, and she started going, and her, she is completely, like, had her whole fitness journey with me. Like, she is committed with me, and that's just so cool because, one, not only does it make you more comfortable in the gym whenever you're going with someone else because you're experiencing everything for the first time with someone else, so you always have someone there as, like, a cushion almost, to, one, ask questions if you're on something and it doesn't make sense to you, or maybe form, or someone to tell you if you're doing something and it doesn't look quite right, or pushing you to actually push yourself in the gym. If you're working out by yourself a lot, it can be hard to push yourself sometimes. So having somebody else there, because me and Shelby honestly will like lift the same weight pretty much. So it's cool for her to be like, no, this is what we lift for this. Or I'll be like, no, this is what we lift for this. If she thinks that we're lifting lighter than that. You know what I mean? So it's cool because you have two sets of eyes that always keeps you pushing yourself in the gym and always growing in some way. So working out with someone is definitely something I'd recommend if that's something that you're open to or interested in doing. It's just the fun. It is a lot of fun and you'll see your friendship grow a bunch. Like that time that me and Shelby go to the gym together is like vital time for us. It's just a way that we bond, I think. And it's just a nice little way to catch up before we do everything else throughout the day. You know what I mean? Or other things on the weekends. It's just fun. It keeps you in the loop. So that's one tip. But if that doesn't interest you, you don't have to do that. But still like everything else I'm going to say applies to anyone, whether you're working out with someone or not, make sure that you have a workout plan that you know that you want to follow that sets you up for feeling confident and successful walking into the gym, knowing, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. And also, just understanding that like no one's actually paying attention to anything that you're doing at the gym. So even if you're feeling a little bit like worked up or nervous or stressed about like being in there or you feel uncomfortable or you feel out of place or you don't know where everything is, no one's paying attention to you in like the nicest way possible. No one cares what you're doing. And I'm telling you this as a way to just be like, okay, cool. Like no one is like no one freaking cares. You could do a cartwheel in there and I doubt anyone would really do much. You know, I've always seen so many videos, like even on TikTok or whatever, of people in the gym that are like doing social experiments to see like how much people actually care. And like, there's a girl that'll like go to the gym with like a pillow and a blanket and just lay down. And no one's even really like batting an eye. No one's really paying attention. And those certain things can be a little bit extreme because obviously people are going to notice if that's happening. But at the end of the day, no one cares. Nobody cares what anyone else is doing except themselves. Everyone is focused on themselves in the way that you were focused on you. Hyper aware, thinking of what they're going to do next, you know? So just know everyone's in the gym for their own personal why and their own personal reason. It's not to make fun of you and it's not to stare at you, even if it feels like people are staring at you in the gym sometimes. like, And they might be. Some people might be. But at the end of the day, it's never the way that you would think that it is. And it's not personal. They might just be like catching eyes with you. And even if some people are staring at you, that is a personal issue. And if someone's making you uncomfortable, you can always stare back and make them them uncomfortable. Or go to the front desk and explain the situation if someone is actually being a creep. But I would say biggest tips, just looking around, kind of giving yourself a little tour, you know, not being in a rush. Give yourself a few extra minutes whenever you're getting to the gym just to get familiar with things. Have a good playlist that's going to hype you up in there. And a pre-workout, if that's something that you are interested in, that can help a lot. Just getting you hyped up, getting you in a good mood. Pre-workouts are pretty cool, but um, you don't need them. You don't need supplements in order to achieve the same results or anything. So just depending on how you feel, if you are tired or whatever, sometimes a pre-workout might help get you in the zone and push yourself. Also try to be open to connection. I know that's like random, but try to be open. Cause I know for me, when I get into the gym and if I'm really uncomfortable, sometimes I can just be like, 
seeming probably like no one should talk to me. You know what I mean? Giving like a huge RBF, but not intentionally. Try to just like look around, make eye contact with some people, even smile at them. Like, don't be afraid to smile. You know what I mean? Or whatever, because those little interactions are going to be what creates friends in the gym for you. Or someone could ask you out that way because like you seem approachable. Not that you want to seem approachable in the gym, but you know what I mean? Who knows? You can meet someone like that you're actually interested in that way. So just working on the way that we come off in the gym, just making it a um, friendly, open environment for other people, because I think gyms can be really intimidating. So I always try to smile at people and come off that way as well, just because I think in your mind, whenever, especially when you're new to a gym, you can be so hard on yourself or make yourself like feel so out of place. So just working on connecting to your environment really, really helps you not, um, not resonate with those thoughts in your brain, the thoughts that are trying to tell you like the negative things. It really just helps keep you like, okay, no, like it's not that bad here. Like people are nice. People are freaking nice in the gym. Like they really are. It's not as scary as our minds want us to think that it is. Next, what got me into fitness? So I was in track and cheerleading in high school, but I never like weightlifted or anything like that. Like no one in my family, like it wasn't something that I was surrounded by. I didn't really know fitness in that way. So outside of like sports and stuff in high school, I wasn't super active. Like I did my sports, but that was it. And once I was in college, I think I would go to the gym very randomly. Like maybe like, I would say maybe like two times, two to three or four times in college. Like I did not go regularly and it was not something that I prioritized at all. So I started working out in 2020. I want to say it was like during the pandemic time, even before that, actually, I started working out before that. So about like a year after I graduated, I got into fitness and I was just like living on my own, doing my own thing. And I wanted to start working out. So I started working out at home to get comfortable with weights and stuff. Then I did gym workouts where I would like follow other people's workout guides, that type of thing. And I started to get comfortable in the gym by myself. Like I would go like, maybe like, I don't even know. I'd probably go like two to three times a week, maybe four. And then the pandemic hit. So then I was like, okay, well now I can't go to the gym. That kind of sucks. Like I was just getting into this. So I started working out doing at-home workouts with just dumbbells and really made fitness a thing in my life back then. And then after the pandemic, after I moved to Texas, I just knew how much I, I moved to Texas also in like October of 2020. So after I moved, I just knew it was something that I was passionate about and something that I wanted to continue like growing in and working out. I have no clue why. I don't even know where this really came from, but so I continued doing it and it's just so funny guys. It's so funny to see pictures of me when I first moved here back in 2020. Like I was always fit. And what I mean by that is like, I was always like, I never had issues with weight or anything like that, thankfully, but I looked at the pictures of myself when I first moved here. Like whenever I was at the gym with Shelby and these pictures I took guys, like my progress photos, they are hilarious. I can't even believe I took a photo like this. <laughs> they are so bad. I can't even try to tell you how bad they are because they are seriously hilarious. I showed Shelby and me and her were cackling at the gym. Like my face looks like I just saw a ghost. I'm pale as hell. I think I had on sneakers with like underwear and a bra. Like what was I doing? I don't know. But it's just so crazy to see my transformation because before working out and like really staying consistent with it, I was really passionate about it still. Like I was taking the progress photos. I was trying to do everything to like educate myself. And then I think it was September of 2021 
or like the summer of 2021, something like that. That's when it really started to get real for me where I was like working out and going to the gym at least three day, three times a week. And then me and Shelby started working out together in September and that stuck. Like me and her were working out and growing together for sure. Like a hundred percent. Her and I both, there's like the craziest looking bird outside my window right now, not to be distracted, but there's a bluebird, and this bird kind of looks ginormous and he's so colorful. Anyways, so sorry about that. Anyways, I got into the gym with Shelby and me and her were like going together, like consistently on top of it. It was just really, really good. And we're great at working out together. We really are. And it keeps both of us accountable. It keeps both of us motivated and both of us on top of things. Guys, there's like seven of the same birds now out back. I've never seen birds like this here. That's so cool. Anyways, so that's what got me into fitness for sure. And so working out was very consistent for us, at least like four times a week, but like five to six times a week even. And I just saw like we continued pushing ourselves in the gym with weights and like really just staying so consistent and like making healthier choices with eating, that kind of thing. And I just saw so many like crazy results, not only my booty, but also like my legs and also just like my back and my arms, my shoulders, like everything, like overall body transformation has been so cool. And I just love working out. It really is the best. I have an episode, episode 22, that is all about your fitness journey. So anything that maybe I didn't go over in today's episode, or if you want to just learn more about my fitness journey in more detail, or like everything that I would recommend to anybody, it is called where to start and how to thrive in your fitness journey. And I give you all the deets in that episode. So definitely listen to that. If any of these questions interest you, do you think you want to personally train online or in person? So my goal currently with it would be to do it online mainly. I'm not against doing it in person, but like that's just not really my goal to be honest. I want to create workout plans and I wanted to learn how to create workout plans for myself, but I wanted to be able to create my workouts, maybe create an app in the future where anyone can just kind of find all my stuff, recipes, workouts, all of that stuff just in one spot. So if people want to just get my workout plans, they can do that and they can just like get them each month. If you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you could just work with me like virtually phone calls, advice, all that stuff. I could send videos of like form and you could send me videos of yourself doing it. If you want any like expertise on how to like tweak things, but I'm thinking it's going to be a more virtual online thing for me. Not to say that I'll never do anything in the future, like in person, but like maybe events in person, who knows, maybe like actual fitness events in person at some point. But for now, definitely just kind of think about doing it online. Next question, solo date ideas and how you can work up the courage to do it. So I'm big on solo dating. I just think like dating yourself is super important. And I think it always is going to be important whether you're in a relationship or not. I think that we should be comfortable going out or going on dates or taking ourselves just and having like little solo time in ways. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't actually have to be going out and spending money if you don't want to. But basically solo dates are spending time with yourself, doing something that you enjoy, creating that time with yourself intentionally. And it can be going to a restaurant or like taking yourself to a favorite restaurant would be awesome. It'd be a nice way to feel comfortable or like get yourself feeling comfortable in settings like that. Because the second you feel comfortable doing things like that alone, like your confidence skyrockets, your self-worth skyrockets. It just really holds a lot of weight in your like identification with yourself and like how you feel overall, I think for sure, like your self-love. So I would say it could be going to the community pool or going to like Barton Springs. It's like a, an example in Texas, but you could be going to any type of place to just do an outdoor activity. It could be taking yourself on a hike, a picnic, getting sushi, 
um, like take out and taking it to a like park area and maybe taking like a coloring book and drawing, like whatever it is, journaling, whatever type of things that make you excited. You could do anything, anything that you could do with someone else, like take it and make it a date for yourself. You don't need another person there. And not that you don't want to do things with other, with other people. I think that that's definitely important and definitely huge in itself, but you should be able to do those things by yourself also sometimes intentionally. I think even if it doesn't feel super comfortable at first, it's going to be forcing you to grow, which I think is the whole point of like solo dates and all of that stuff, especially because I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable being alone. And I do have an entire episode on embracing alone time. That's episode three, if anyone wants to listen to that, but basically anything at all, you can do anything by yourself. And I would say working, how can you work up the courage to do it? I would say start small. So take yourself to the movies. That's easy. It really is. I've done it twice. I've taken myself to the movies and it's cool because one, it's kind of like putting your feet in the pool. You know, it's, it's not like in a way where it is super uncomfortable. Cause like, you know what you're going to be doing the whole time. Like you don't have to figure out like what to do. Like if you go to a restaurant by yourself, sometimes that can be uncomfortable. You're looking around, you're in your head. Um, sometimes like you might feel like you need to have a book or like be looking at your phone. But I think the whole purpose of doing these solo dates is staying off of your phone as much as possible just to enjoy that moment and like really practice being present with yourself. I think that's the best way to get the most out of it. But going to the movies, you go in there and it just forces you to like have that experience by yourself. Something that like normally some people do with people, but like they don't need like none of that stuff that makes you feel weird about it actually matters. It's all in your head. Like no one is actually like, oh my God, that person came here alone. What a loser. Like no one's thinking that. And if anybody is seeing you out and about, if anything, you're the main character. Okay. Those people are like, what is, what's her story? Like, what is she up to? I wonder. And I think instead of being like looking at it with an insecure lens, look at it in a lens where like people are admiring you probably like, Oh cool. Like she's out by herself. Like that shows going and doing things alone shows confidence. Like it really is just, it's like a flex. It is indeed a flex. So just look at it that way and know that you were doing this for your future self and it's just going to help you grow so much, but working yourself up to it, go to the movies. That way you're just interacting with like the workers getting like your drink and your popcorn, whatever. And then you're going to watch a movie that you're excited about. And like, you're there and like watching that movie the whole time, like nothing crazy. I've had so much fun. I went and saw the Barbie movie myself. And I also went and saw, um, avatar. Was it avatar? No, I went and saw, um, black Panther, the second one. Those are the two movies that I saw by myself so far. But other than that, another easy way to take yourself on a solo date is going to a pool. If any of your friends have apartment pools, like I took myself to my friend's pool the one day and just like got Chipotle and took a journal and journaled a little bit, read a book while I was there, laid out in the sun, got in the pool, listened to a podcast, like while I was in the pool. So like you can do things to kind of like be spending that time intentionally with yourself where you're not like totally unplugged. Like you can be plugged into other things, like things that you enjoy. So if you don't like listening to podcasts, don't incorporate that into your solo time. If you don't want to journal, don't incorporate that into your solo time, but find little things that you can do to just really enjoy spending time with yourself. Take yourself to get ice cream. If there's anything you've really been wanting to do recently where you're like, Oh, I wish like I was in a relationship so I could go and do this thing. Or I wish that I had like more friends so I could go and do this thing or whatever. Go and do that alone. Like, Go to a freaking pumpkin patch by yourself. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? The pumpkins are going to bite you. Like nothing's going to happen. The pumpkins are going to glare at you and look at you funny. Like no one cares. Like it's cool that you're going and doing those things by yourself. So like little fall things, take yourself to the farmer's market. Like the more you push yourself out of your comfort zone to 
spend more time alone doing those things, the more it's just going to become your normal and it's, you're just going to notice your confidence and everything just skyrocket. I'm not sure if we're going to get to all the questions today because I, this is already kind of a long episode and I haven't gotten to a lot of it. Like I still have like, I don't even know how many questions left. Like I don't even know at least like 10 or more. So I'll answer a few more, I think for this episode. And then maybe I'll do a part two with the rest of these questions. How about that? That sounds good to me. So next question is going through my first breakup. Any advice? First of all, I just want to say I'm really sorry because breakups are never fun, but especially your first one. Cheryl Crow knew, okay, the first cut is the deepest. Baby, I know, okay, it really freaking is. And it's not fun, so I'm sure you're going through a lot of emotions and you're really just going through it right now. So just know that everything happening to you at the moment is meant to, unfortunately. Okay, find some comfort in that. And that is just the truth. I believe that. You don't have to believe that, but every little thing that's happened in your life is happening for a reason. Whether that person wasn't meant for you, it wasn't the right time, or there's something better, you know? So... Try to look at it with that type of that type of perspective. And my advice for it, I'm not sure how long ago this happened for you, but what I always recommend, I've been through breakups for sure. And even not like actual like dating, like I like not even being in relationships with people, it doesn't have to be that sometimes. Like I've had breakups like that where I was in a relationship, but sometimes it can be just talking to someone and then it ended and that can suck. Like that can hurt even more sometimes. So whatever type of breakup it is for you, just know that either way it's valid and allow yourself to feel all the feels at the beginning. That's what I always recommend. Like don't try to run from your emotions. Don't try to run from your feelings. Just feel what you have to feel in the beginning because that is the best way for you to just allow your body to heal through it and just feel it all. Like ball your eyes out to the saddest songs ever. Okay. Ceilings by Lizzie. Let me give you a couple good sad songs to cry to. Hold on. Okay. Ceilings by Lizzie. McAlpine, oh, that song, dude. Oh my gosh. That song is probably one of the saddest songs ever. It murders me. Um, Call Your Mom by Noah Khan. That one's a really freaking sad song. Dude, Chelsea Cutler. Just listen to any of her songs. But Chelsea Cutler, Hotel June. It's a new one by her. But Chelsea Cutler, NJ. Holy crap. And not to like promote like sadness, but like it's important to have good sad songs to cry to. Renee Rapp, All Too Well. Tattoo by her. Um kitchen. Oh my God. Like there's so many like crazy good songs for breakups. And there's also so many playlists. If you even go into Spotify and look up, um, better off without him. Like there's so many like playlists that'll come up that people have curated for these specific moods and what you're going through. And they're so helpful. Like there'll be like FU songs basically. Like whenever you're like in a different stage, you're like breakup, um, where you're feeling it a little bit differently, where maybe you're not as sad, you're more angry, which is normal. That's healthy. We love that. But at the bottom line, breakups suck. And listening to sad music is important and allowing yourself to feel the emotions, not for too long. Like don't stay in there for like three weeks, two weeks, allow yourself to feel really sad and ball your eyes out as much as you need to for like two to three days. Okay. Two to three days, allow yourself to be down in the dumps, eat what you need to eat. Okay. Junk food, ice cream, whatever it is, lay down, sleep more, whatever you need to do. Okay. Cry. But I like to limit that to like one or two days if I can. And then after that, it allows me to feel better to just kind of pick myself up and be like, okay, there's nothing that I can do to change this. And especially if the breakup happened, maybe you were the one that were bro- you were broken up with. There's nothing that you can do to change that. It wasn't your decision. And if someone wants to leave you, that is their own personal problem or issue. And that's something they're going to have to live with. And there's nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. So if you can't control it, why waste another second? 
So allow yourself to feel those emotions and understand that you're going to be sad for weeks to come and it's going to be hard. But whenever those like sad emotions come up, don't be hard on yourself. Just allow yourself to feel the sadness a little bit, but also understand like, okay, but what, what do I have that's like good going for me right now? And there's always so many amazing things happening for you. I'm sure even if it's hard to see in that moment, we have so many things to be grateful for all the time. So just kind of connecting to those things more. It's really hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but never make someone have to tell you twice that they don't want you. That is something that plays in my head a lot because I know it's hard to keep like no contact sometimes or like after things end, like sometimes like maybe you want to reach out or there are things that you want to say, right? I'm sure. And that's so valid. Okay. But we don't need to break that, especially if it was you being dumped or whatever. Like you don't need to like reach out to that person again and try to talk to them. Like they know what they did. And I feel like at that point it's on them to hit you up. Okay. So don't feel like you need to be like spinning your freaking wheels in your head, trying to figure out what to do next or how to make that person come back to you. That person chose to leave your life. Every moment that that person's not talking to you, they are making the decision to not be in your life and someone else to possibly enter your life and become the one for you. They made that call. That's on them. So don't feel like you need to try to figure out what to do and how to like, whatever, no contact. My best advice for this is obviously you're still going to have the urge to message them maybe, or you'll have like a weak moment where you're like, Oh, I just really want to reach out and ask how they're doing or see how things are. You need to either you have two options in this situation, either get a notebook and a piece of, or a pencil or a pen or whatever, and write down exactly what you want to say to them or put it in your phone type it out. Or what I personally like to do is just hit a voice memo on my phone and say whatever I need to say, whatever I feel like I need to say to them. It helps me get it out of my, like get it off my chest and gets it out of my body. So I don't feel like that urges in me as much to say something because in a way I already said it, whether they're ever going to hear it or not. And after I say it in a voice memo or put it down pen to paper or whatever, it kind of just reassures to you that like, you know, the right answer, you know, that you're not supposed to hit that person up. Like, you know, that if you do like, okay, cool. Like there's a, there's a chance that if you did, like, if you ever want to really say something to someone, I'm always an advocate to say it. But at the same time, I've also learned the hard way that most of the times that doesn't really work out in my favor or really work out in a way where there's a point to it because that person again is choosing to leave. So why would I want to like go back and try to change things when that person should be the one to have to figure it out if they want me in their life. Like I'm not, I don't need to make somebody see my worth. Like they should already see it, you know? So Whatever's meant for you is going to reach you no matter what rejection is literally redirection to something better. So if it's not that person in the future, it's going to be somebody better every single time. So just find comfort in that and know that like it will get better even if it doesn't seem like it and spend that time now once you're healing and everything, building yourself up, getting connected to your goals, getting, getting connected to the things that your future self is interested in. So what, where do you see your life in a couple years? Really get in touch with the steps that you can be taking to get yourself there. So really get just on your finances, on your career, be more spontaneous, go out and do things in your city, spend more time with loved ones and friends, and just enjoy the people that are in your life and the people that like are amazing that are in your life. Cause there's no point in wasting time with the amazing people in your life because of people that chose to not be in your life. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoy what you can be and control what you can control, which is how you spend the present moment and how you choose to show up each and every day and just live to the fullest. Because whenever you're living to the fullest and doing what makes you happy and just doing things right, 
and not really trying to force things to happen, that's whenever all the amazing things and all the right things are going to come in for you. I promise it will get better. I love you. I'm so sorry that you're going through it though. We will do a couple more. So the next one is how I got started on TikTok. This one was extremely unintentional, to be honest with you. This was right when I moved to Austin in 2020. Yeah. In 2020. Eh, yeah. I'm like trying to think. Is that one? Yeah. 2020. Sorry. Um, maybe 2021. I was just single. I want to say it was May of 2021. Actually. I don't think it was 2020. It was May of 2021. And I started dating. Things ended with my ex officially. Like things were already done, but like things were done done. So I was like dating and I just started like going live, getting ready for dates and just sharing things about my life. That's genuinely how things got started on TikTok for me. So that's pretty much it. Like I, I wasn't like trying to do anything crazy, but like I just started doing it and then I stayed really consistent with it. And back in 2021, I want to say I had like, that's when I got like 10,000 followers, like, and like 14,000 followers. I just started getting followers very quickly because I wanted to quit my job. <laughs> and I was sharing the journey about me quitting my job, at least at a particular office that I worked in on there. And like, it was just picking up and just in general, I love posting content and like creating content. And it's just a really nice, easy way to express myself and connect with people. And I have a lot of fun doing it. And it just makes it just, I don't know, it just romanticizes your life a little bit. So I enjoy it and I love it. And that's just kind of what got it started. I just got on there being myself, talking about my life, sharing things about myself. And it just kind of evolved. So that's how I got started. And I think if you're someone who wants, <laughs> sorry, my dog wants something from me enough. If you're someone who wants it to pick up or like you maybe want to like get started, I would just recommend getting on there and being yourself and kind of sharing parts of your life, things that you enjoy and just be you and going live. I love doing cause I'm able to connect with people and I don't know. You just attract the right audience. Whenever I started it, I also, I made my account untrackable. Basically I didn't want it to be from people that knew me, not for any particular reason, but I just didn't care. I wanted it to be an authentic audience of people that didn't know me just choosing to follow me. If that's what happened, I wanted to see if it could take off or do anything and it worked out and it's just, it's been really cool. And I'm just, I love it. I love it. And I love it so much. And I just think that it, I just know it'll continue to grow the more that you stay consistent and post and stuff. So, um, but doing it that way, I liked it because no one was able to really find it that way. And there was a sense of like secrecy in it, which I liked. And I thought it was kind of fun, especially me posting about dating and stuff. I didn't really care for people to be viewing it. Um, if they did follow me or anything, I didn't want it to be like easily found. So anyways, that's just a little bit about me and TikTok. But if it's something that you want to do, I highly recommend just getting on there, being yourself and you just need to stay consistent with it for sure. Anyone that follows me, anyone who listens to my podcast, I'm forever so grateful for you. So thanks for hanging out with me and just growing with me all the time and through every single season of my life and just changes because my content is forever changing and I appreciate you guys just hanging out with me for it. All right, we're going to do two more super quick. So next one is adjusting, moving to a state far away. It's hard. It is hard. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to experience loneliness for sure. hundred percent, especially if your family is States away, all back home, whatever, whether you're super close to them or not, it's going to be hard just because you won't even realize it until you just feel a little bit more alone. And you just need to work on making sure that you're not isolating yourself because whenever you move so far away, you need to make sure that you are forcing yourself to go out and about to create connections in your new city, to make new friends, whether that be at work or whatever, or if there are people there, just making sure you're spending time with them. If you like spending time with them, just because too much alone time isn't good. Too much time with people isn't good. You need to have like a nice balance. And I would say the hardest thing for me is that I've realized recently that like 
the people in my life are so important to me and it sucks that they're all so far away. Like they're all on the East coast right now. Like most of the people in my life are all on the East coast. I have a best friend here, but like I, and like I have friends here as well, but my people, people are like all back on the East coast basically. So it can be hard. So just, but I think that like where I'm at at the moment, I am very appreciative of being in this city. I love this city, especially for the time frame that I'm in, in my twenties single, like I am happy to be here, but I also know that like, I'm not sure if this is where I'm going to stay. So just be aware that like, if there's going to be so many amazing growth opportunities that come from me moving to a new place, but don't expect it to be perfect and don't have these high, perfect expectations of it because you might be just letting yourself down, but be open to whatever happens and just understand that you're going to be growing through so many different things and it's amazing, but you're going to learn a lot about yourself for sure. So the adjustment for me, I went through like, and I'm not, not to say that it all happened because I moved here, but like I went through a couple hard years for sure. And like, I'm just finally starting to feel like I'm figuring out my life a little bit. So I think that's your twenties for you, but especially even moving to a different state and stuff. So just, just be mindful of that. But I couldn't recommend moving to a different state more. I think it's amazing. And I think moving to different places is so exciting because you can always move home, but I'm at the point in my life right now where I'm realizing how important that time with those people are and how people are everything. But it's just hard to know where you want to be at whenever you're single in your twenties, because I don't necessarily feel called to be in like my home state where I grew up in Pennsylvania. Would I move closer back home? Maybe at some point, but not really in that state. Like it would be somewhere else, maybe near a beach or something. I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about it because like I really don't even know at the moment what's going to happen or where I'm going to go. But I do really enjoy Austin for now. So I'm just trusting that God is going to show me when and where and how everything was going to happen as it's meant to. And I'm going to try to just not, you know what I mean, overthink it, stress out or anything too much because it's all going to work out. You know, you never know. You could meet your freaking husband tomorrow. Okay. You never know. You never know. Last question for this episode how to be okay being alone. I've been single four years basically, and I'm over it. It gets lonely. I'm 31 years old and not where I want to be. I want a baby, a boyfriend, etc. but it feels like it's never going to happen. <sighs> I can relate to this a lot. I can relate to this a lot. I'm not the same age as you, but I can understand how that feels. And I have an episode again, it's episode three called embracing alone time. So if you haven't listened to it, I highly suggest listening to that episode in case it because I go way all in on this as a topic, but being okay alone is very, very important and feeling okay in a relationship. If you can't feel okay alone, how can you expect yourself to feel? Like, I feel like a lot of times if we don't feel okay alone, which I'm not saying that this is your particular situation, but this is just like me giving a little bit of advice here. If we can't feel okay alone, it's going to be really hard for us to feel content and comfortable and fully satisfied in a relationship sometimes. Cause I know sometimes in certain cases we can be expecting that relationship to fill any type of void that we feel within ourselves. And that's not how it should be. And that's not good. And that's not going to be a good thing for any relationship ever. So if that is something that you can relate to just working on that and really just getting to know yourself um, a little bit more and allowing yourself to feel comfortable and listen to that episode that I said, number three, because I go into so many different tips, but get, learn how to be comfortable being alone in general and just enjoy your own company and like solo dates, all those things. So important because, and like really make sure that you're tapping into the things about yourself that you love about you. And you're really just affirming 
good things about yourself to yourself each day and like why you love yourself. And it sounds so cheesy, but like, it's so important because if you're not connecting to yourself in that way, it's going to be hard for you to accept compliments from other people. If you're not even giving them to yourselves, or if you have like a negative self image or you talk negatively to yourself all the time, these are just things that I've learned personally through my own personal growth, but it's very important for you to obtain a good relationship with yourself. That's going to help you in a million different areas of your life, especially for a relationship. Cause I think once we're okay being alone and once you don't need that relationship or feel like you need that relationship, that's when it comes in and that's when you're going to attract the perfect, amazing relationship for you. It's going to come in exactly when it's meant to. But a lot of times it doesn't happen when we're looking for it, you know? So people always say like, Oh, I wasn't looking. And that's when I found it. Like, hundred percent. Like that's kind of the situation, but I understand being single for four years. I've been single since 2020 officially. And I understand like I've dated people and stuff and I've had like things that could have went somewhere, but didn't. And like, I understand that I'm also over it to a degree. And I do also want to find my person. Um, and it does get lonely for sure, but I'm also not going to settle and I'm not just going to date some loser and I want someone, I know that like you, whoever is writing this in, I know that you have so many amazing qualities about yourself that set you apart. And there are things about you that aren't going to make you compatible with just anyone, you know? So I think sometimes that can be why it takes a long time. Cause either one, it might not be the time for you yet. And I say that, I don't know what you believe in, whoever you believe in, in terms of like religion, spirituality, but the universe, God, it might not be your time yet for whatever reason. Okay. God, the universe sees, sees things and hears things that we don't hear. Um, your person could be getting molded still. Okay. So it just might not be the time for you to meet your person yet. So one way and one perspective that I've heard with this, that's really helped me is to imagine that you like, imagine that someone comes and tells you right now, like someone just said to you, Hey, you're going to get everything that you want every single thing that you want in terms of your career, in terms of the relationship, like that perfect relationship you're looking for, like it's coming in, like it's coming in. So like, don't even stress it. If you knew it was coming, you wouldn't even be thinking about it. You wouldn't be stressing it. Right. And it's a little analogy based on people at a restaurant. Like whenever you're at a restaurant and they tell you, Hey, your food's going to be coming, but there's a little bit of a hold up in the kitchen. So it's going to be about like 20 more minutes before your food comes out. Right. Is that okay with you? You'd be like, yeah, sure. No problem. Because you want good food. It's the same type of situation in a relationship. So if, if someone came and said that to you, like, Hey, you're going to get it. It's just going to be a little bit. Are you okay waiting? You're just in the waiting period. It's coming. Like it's hundred percent coming. But the perspective shift is in that waiting period, you would be so much more prone to be living life to the fullest, not wasting your time wondering when it's coming or how it's going to get here. You know, it's coming. So you trust that. And you're not going to hold back. You would just, you know what I mean? See maybe a potential person that you would date. And if you're interested in them, date them. Cause if you know that your person's coming, no matter what you do, nothing that you can do can ruin it. So every little thing that's happening right now is happening for you to get you and mold you to the person that you were going to be and the person you're supposed to be for that person. If not setting you up on that little like invisible string, little pathway to whenever you meet that person, you know? So just look at it that way because it gives you a little bit of peace of mind. And these moments that you have right now, at some point you're going to want them back, whether that's your single time, whether that's all these nights that you have just to do whatever you want, all the flexibility, you don't have a baby yet. And it's, I understand wanting a baby and I understand wanting a boyfriend, but your alone time is something you're never going to get back again. Once you have those things, right? Especially a baby. Like, so really just try to enjoy and take this present moment as a gift that it is because you're going to want it again. At some point you have your youth right now and you're never going to be as young 
or as hot as you are in this moment ever again. Okay, so just really take that in and understand that because it's all working out for you. Everything's coming in the way that it should. And that's what gives me peace. And I also just personally trust God. And I know that like whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen. And so that helps me. You gotta have trust and faith in something. It doesn't have to be God if that isn't what it is for you, but have trust and faith that it's all gonna work out the way that it's meant to you. That gives me peace. And just live your life to the fullest, okay? I understand feeling like it's never going to happen. And I have moments where it sucks and it's just like, why is this happening to me? But it all comes back to the way that you can shift your negative thoughts that come up in your perspective. But those thoughts aren't real. You're going to find it. Those thoughts are not good thoughts that are even worth having. That's just how things creep in sometimes self-doubt that tries to ruin the amazing things that you have going for you in your life right now. So in those moments where you feel like you're lacking all these things, just try to look at what you currently have and appreciate them. That is my advice for you. I love you guys. Thanks for writing in your questions. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other questions that people have asked me that maybe I will do on the next one. So um, with like some extra questions or something, but we'll put those off to the next one just because this one is a little bit long and it is a Friday and I need to do a couple things. I need to figure out what I'm wearing to this concert. Okay. I need to clean my house a little bit. I need to eat lunch right now. I need to do my personal training course, but just know that I love so many of you. I love every single one of you. Okay. That listen to this each and every week. And if you guys do enjoy the podcast, please rate it five stars. I would love that so much. Or like even write in a rating or whatever the heck you can like take the time to actually write one. If you want, I would really appreciate that more than you even know. And if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about on the podcast, I want you to know this is a collaborative little thing between you and I, that I actually do want to hear what you guys want to hear on the podcast, like more than anything. So I can make sure I'm providing for you guys in a way that brings value. And I can always come up with things to talk about and stuff, but I like to know that you guys are like also just as interested in it as I am, if that makes sense. So that's why I like doing Q and A episodes. I like answering your questions because I just feel like it's, it's a nice way to come back and just give back and help you guys and whatever. But I hope that you guys have a great freaking week because this will be coming out on Monday, but this weekend, a little life update. I have no crazy plans. I have this whole week. Like I said, I've been catching up on life and it seemed like a lot, but it's been really hard this week a little bit to like, I struggle a lot with not being where I want to be at, you know? So I currently am at a spot that me a year ago would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening for you. Like, I can't believe this is all happening. But there's so many things in so many areas of my life that I want to be better off in or in a different position. So sometimes it can be hard for me to enjoy where I'm at because I'm so much wanting things to be different or like I'm being hard on myself, wishing that I would just be, on my routine better or whatever it may be. I'm still growing and I'm learning. And I think the whole process of life and everything, I know they have to say, you have to enjoy the drive as much as the destination, just like the journey as much as where you end up. So I'm really working on that. But my goal next week is to really, just really make myself get up for the gym, get my morning routine on, be back on my routine, be in the zone and just prioritize the things that matter, like spending time catching up with people and, just experiencing new things. Like I'm so excited to go to a concert tonight. I cannot wait. And I didn't even know this band literally two days ago. Shelby was like, do you want to go? I was like, yeah. So we're going to see this band that I like. And it's just, I just think life is so cool the way things happen. And like last week I had, like I said, that random last minute trip that happened in North Carolina. There's so many beautiful things happening for you each and every day. And you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You never do. So 
you could get the best news of your life tomorrow and it could completely change your life. So if you're experiencing any self-doubt or you can relate to me in any way, just know that it's coming. Like every single thing that you want, it's on the way. So just try to enjoy each and every day to the fullest as much as you can because that's what's going to help you just thrive and feel so alive and in touch with yourself. Mental health tip of the week is to say yes to something that you've been saying no to a lot recently. Um, just to force yourself, whether it's like you haven't been spending a lot of time with people, maybe say yes to going out to dinner with someone last minute plan, come up, maybe say yes to it. You never know what's going to come out of that. I love you so much. A little reminder that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. I will see you next Monday.